Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Spoilers ahead for Star Trek Strange New Worlds and other Star Treks. everybody welcome to another episode of the script department today i'm joined by brad we are looking at strange new worlds star trek strange new worlds episodes eight and episode nine uh but before we get into that don't forget to like share and subscribe uh you can check us out on apple podcasts on spotify on youtube wherever it is you get your podcasts you can find us uh you can also check us out on the script department website scriptdepartment.net we do all kinds of stuff over there it's really very very cool and uh, if you wanted to you can check out the description and you can even buy us a coffee i know we love coffee you love coffee don't you brad you like coffee i love coffee probably a bit too much but that doesn't mean that i can't be bought i know well that's the thing it means you have one more because you know otherwise yes it becomes difficult doesn't it to, to sit here and talk about these cool things yeah, there's always space for one more, I always think. Always space for one more. If you fancy uh, <laughs> donating to Brad's coffee addiction, then you can do so uh, in the below description. Uh, it helps us to keep the lights on around here, so we appreciate that. Um, Brad, you're back. Congratulations on being a married man now. How exciting. Thank you. Yay. Was it, Thank it, you very it much. It was a Star Trek-themed wedding, I'm sure. Yeah, we got uh, the full ceremonial uh, garb on. It was uh, It was a very special... It was a special uh, ceremony. Yeah. I mean, I well, it was it was two different ceremonies because I was Klingon and she was Vulcan. Uh, but other, you know, it was people 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 understood what was happening. Sure, sure. That, yeah, apart from the the bat left, the, that that confused a few people. But you know, it was uh, other than that, it was uh, it was very I can understand. very straightforward kind of way. That would be that would be tough. A bit of a language barrier there, perhaps for some as well. But I mean, you know, it's universal, <laughs> isn't it? Love is universal, whether you're Vulcan or Klingon. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Ex- exactly. That's what that was part of the uh, the vows that we did as oh, well. It? So it's it's like you were there, Mark. <laughs> how very how very touching. Well, welcome back. We're very pleased to have you, and um, we're ho- and we're I'm sure that the viewers are very pleased that it's not just me, uh, my ugly mug, sat here talking about Star Trek. So uh, welcome back. What did you think? So let's let's do uh, let's tackle episode eight first. Uh, episode eight, in which we venture into uh fairy tale land through the eyes of dr mbenga so i thought it was i mean for, for eight and nine were just such contrasting uh episodes and yeah. and it's a real treat to get that range we get we it feels like we've had a whole range of star trek episodes like ones that we're familiar with even tributes to other episodes yeah, yeah. that from the original series and 
I mean, this one felt so uh, next generation. It did. Like all yeah. of those episodes where they were lost in the <laughs> the, the hollow deck. Yeah, and, the, all that. yeah, and, the, it, and the, it really felt like and that. the Q stuff where they uh, he makes them the Robin yes. Hood and the Merry Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, exactly. You're so right. it, it was it was great. It was great, and it, it, I I think this the the kind of hallucination or the trapped in a fantasy it's it's probably my least favorite format mm-hmm. of star trek but to see it in this way i re- i quite enjoyed it i don't know what was different i think i think there was a quite a bit of emotion like sewn into it that you don't normally get or yeah. that you wouldn't normally get in an episode like this because it's kind of like oh i know i know it's episodic everything's episodic when it's outside of discovery but it kind of comes away entirely from the thread of mm. the seven year mission and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's just an, a standalone, but they did bring in quite a lot of emotion, uh, partic- particularly with Mbanga and his, his daughter. Yeah. And it, it's just, I, I was surprised towards the end, how much emotion I felt mm. watching it. Cause I was like, Oh, here we go. Oh, it's one of these funny. Oh, look, Pike, look at Pike. He's rubbish. Oh, this is great. And yeah. then, Oh my god, I'm feel I'm feeling, I'm feeling feelings stuff, now. Yeah. Well, what's what's happening here? But yeah, I I, I thought it was a, a a good episode. It it was more emotive than I thought it would be. Uh, yeah, I could not agree with you more about the your analysis of that. It is it is one of those things with these these episodes. Like the, these these are probably my least. I agree with you. These are probably my least favorite iteration of Star Trek. They they are. I I'm not a fan of time travel episodes in Star Trek. I just don't really. I don't really think they work necessarily, um, and I don't really like the forced kind of gimmicky fantasy stuff. But this all had a purpose, mm. and it felt early on as though there was a purpose behind it. You could feel the intention here in a way that I think you don't always in these um, in these kind of things. Like you look about to to make that comparison to say something like um, you know the Q. I forget the name of it, the Next Generation episode with Q and the Merry Men and things like that. I don't think you necessarily feel the the artist's hand in that in the way that you mm. feel it in in this episode and of course it all leads to that moment at the end when they're in the the nebula and and they go off together as friends and 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 then suddenly she comes back and she's a grown woman and honestly brad i i i cried i i wept yeah. i did um i'm not too proud to say it i uh i wept like a little child and um yeah i i did too it was <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. It, it's exactly, yeah. but it's exactly what this should be. It's exactly what something like Strangely World, something like Star Trek, should be. It's the, it's finding interesting ways to access that wonderful emotion. You can't do that in real life. You can't do. You can't have a father give up his daughter to a better life and then get to meet her again immediately mm. afterwards you can't do that in a in a drama and that's what science fiction's for right that's what the that's what it is because it, it gives you a world in which you can suspend disbelief and mm. gives you rules to help you suspend disbelief and then gives you gut punch um beautiful emotive moments like it's... well there's there's something wonderful about that sequence and i didn't necessarily entirely understand it but i don't uh, straight away and i don't think it mattered that you didn't because it was unexplained the fact that yeah. she immediately came back as a grown-up and um, i've got a seven-year-old daughter mm. and similar age to mbenga jr and 
Yeah. Like she's at this stage in her life where she started to saying more grown up things, but she still says now and again, she seems really little and says, daddy, can you help me? Or whatever, sure. you know, whatever it is. So to see that happening and like, oh, she's this little girl, like my little girl. Oh, he's giving her up. I, how do you give up <laughs> your little girl? I couldn't do that. And then she, to, for her to come back as the adult, because he would have just wondered about her his entire life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His entire life, like Did what I make she the right was decision? like when she grew up, what she became, yeah. if she was happy, and he was immediately answered all of those questions on the spot yeah. from making the decision. And I don't think I've ever seen that before in that way. Yeah. I've seen the give your loved one up and you know, you you know, close encounters of the third kind, and you know, they're going off to better things and all that kind of stuff. But to to have that as well attached was really smart writing. I. I, I wonder if that was an individual or a group that came up with that singular mm. idea and if it was a father or not. Because I, I don't I think you could be quite clouded writing that as as a father of a little girl. You might not get sure. to that point. But so I was really interested in that, like who how that came about and how that was written, because I've not seen that delivered in that way before. Totally. I I, I think it was a it, it, it is the whole purpose of the episode, isn't it? Really, to to give them to give them that that moment and to give that character that closure. And I agree with you because I there's a part of me that would have been interested to see uh, Umbanga deal with the the guilt of that and the worry and the concern. Mm. But we've seen it before, you know. We we've been there before. We've done that before. We've you know you you're right. You've see, you've seen that stuff before. So why? Why make him do that? And I don't think it would have fit with the tone of the show to mm-hmm. to actually make him sit with that. This is this is a very optimistic property. Like this is this is Star Trek at its most optimistic. I would mm. possibly argue, um, but I think realistically optimistic as well. It's not like it's not like Discovery. Oh, I'm not going to do it again. I I always end up going <laughs> down Discovery bashing. But like it's it is it is so it's it's beautifully optimistic and. So I th- I think it would have been wrong to put him through the um the ringer on that one uh for sure but it's it, yeah it's, what a lovely moment what a lovely moment yeah I think I think it was pretty special I th- I think he's been through he seems to be the brunt of a lot uh in this show because of he's set up as the the savior in many ways he's the healer he's the man that has to save people so to see him vulnerable is probably quite a good you know, place to find conflict because he's the one who's supposed to help vulnerable people. Mm. Um, so I quite like that they've done. But there's something weird with him wearing hats. I found <laughs> it doesn't oh, seem yeah. to work. Yeah. It just seems to be on there, and now and then it's not on. Yeah. There. Like there's, it's just like balanced on his head, like whatever hat yeah. he has. But I, yeah, I think not... he wears it well because it's quite unique. But I don't know. It's like hats are just put on his head. It's... Yeah, I, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I mean, it reminds me of the my favorite scene in all of this, possibly in all of Star Trek, and that is him <laughs> just slow in in the episode. I think it's in Spock and Mark where he's just, just standing there with hat. his five fishing and he just looks around slowly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm happy with my fly fishing. <laughs> it's just so great. What a what a precious moment for this yeah. for this character. Like it yeah. was um it was very it was so touching. Yeah, so Umbenga's hats is uh is a is a solid one that. Um, yeah, we must keep you, an eye out for that in, in future must. episodes. Yes, we must indeed. Oh my god. I, I, he is one of my favorite characters, I think, as well. He's such a, oh, yeah. He's a brilliant. gentle and lovely um 
kind of performance given there and such a twinkle in his eye and oh man I just I love him but what what do you think to the um the the kind of the redesign of the enterprise as it were for to to fit this the the kind of the mechanics of this episode fit around the enterprise becoming a kind of a, a two kingdoms as it were mm. and you know people running around corridors and things like that how did you how did you find that did you did you get it get on with it I thought, yeah, I thought it was interesting that they kept the ship and just had it dressed. It, in fact, it looked a lot like my wedding. Oh, it, it was the, yeah, there was a nice. lot of like ivy vines and flowers hung. I, it was I was in a big two, three uh, Norwegian teepees with like beams everywhere oh, and then wow, just cool. stuff hanging off it. And it was like, oh, look, it's like the Enterprise. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> exactly I, I thought, yeah, I thought it was very interesting. I thought there was some. It was quite. Um, it was like something you'd see in the theatre where they've redressed an environment to look like a different one. And I quite like that because it was a very theatrical episode. I don't know if that was intended, but it did feel like there was something of a stage play happening in there, the way they spoke, sure. the clues they wear, the way they came. I bet you everyone came on from stage left. I bet you everyone came on. I bet there was all 100%. these little things in there that they were like, right, this is a stage play. And I think that worked to its benefit. I think it, you know, it was really silly throughout most of it, and they just lent into that. And they were like, "Right, yeah. we're going to do it really, we're going to do it really silly," and they did. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. I, I thought it was such a great touch to because you could, you could have quite conceivably. This is a flagship show, right? This is a, a flagship show, one of the launching properties of Paramount Plus. You could have had them go anywhere for this you could have you could have hired a castle and whatnot i love that they chose to dress it dress the set instead because mm. it felt it felt very much like a a, a reference to the original series it mm. felt like that's exactly the sort of thing they would do it's exactly the you know the next generation would go on location or they'd build another set or something like that as they did for these kind of q episodes and things like that but the net the original series would dress the dress the ship up with vines and ivy and things like that, and they would do it just like this. And I, I thought that almost more than anything else um, made me think of the the fidelity to that original Star Trek. I, yes. I thought it was it was very very a very cool decision. I was really into that. Um, yeah, yeah I I think gen, generally speaking, I, I it's not going to be one of these episodes that I'm going to go back to again and again and again. Um, it's not going to be you know the 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 episode that I sort of take. I take and go, wow, this is a great example of Star Trek and all this stuff. I other. don't know. I think when you're when you're compiling that compendium of uh, Mbenga's hats, you've got to go back <laughs> here. You've got to I revisit. Do. That's so true. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Yeah. It, it was it was a great episode. It was it was thoroughly enjoyable. Um, very very silly and Anson Mount running around with his stupid middle parting, and um, it was great. <laughs> it's it's so much fun. So then we turn our attention to episode number nine, the penultimate episode of this Star Trek Strange New World series, um, which is just about as different as you could possibly get, as I think you you mentioned at the beginning. Yeah. Thoughts, Brad? What did you? What did you? What feelings did you feel? I mean, it started off, and I was like, "This is this looks like aliens. This looks mm -hmm. like aliens," and they found a grubby little girl. In a destroyed like ship slash colony, sure. <laughs> it's like, oh, he looks just just like Ailey. And then there was all the the Dutch angles while they were walking down corridors. Sure. I was like, with guns. I was like, wow, looks. And then 
it was Predator. And I was like, wow, this is Alien and Predator in a Star Trek episode. And yeah. again, they lent right into it. And we got to see the Gorn. We got to, I mean, they're only baby yeah. Gorn, but we got to see them. Um, and I was, I loved it. I thought it was great. I love seeing that there, there was a, an unidentified species as well, which we don't often get. Very we don't rare. often yeah. get that, you know, it, it's, and if, if they are an unidentified species, they're given a name and identified and they're categorized and, you know, they're, they're research. Whereas this guy was in it. He was awesome as well. He was like, he was uh, great. Jim Henson kind of thing. Right. And it was, he was really yeah, good, yeah. really good animatronics and everything. And he was, you know, it wasn't all. It was, it was visual effects. It, it, it wasn't um, digital effects. It was physical makeup on an actor. And I was like, this is great. And then he was dead. I was like, yeah. oh, come oh on. Wow. okay. Like okay, they haven't, buddy. like, yeah, there, there, there was because of that. There was a level of um, uh, terror in this. You know, I wasn't terrified watching it. It wasn't that that intense but i was like oh they're going to kill some people off and the fact they didn't put oh what are their names cheer and oh god i forgot the names Dre duke cheer and duke the two uh oh yeah ensigns that have been one have been promoted to to lieutenant That's and the yeah, other yeah. one was just qualified and it's like uh all be Ooh. they they didn't need to be wearing a red shirt. I knew that was <laughs> at that point. We're I was like, well. "Oh, those guys! They're oh, not going to last." <laughs> yeah, I mean, what one gets wiped out at the same time as the alien does, so it's like, "Oh yeah, That's definitely, yeah, they're going." Yeah, but it, it, it was ironic that um, uh, the engineering what's his what's his name uh, Hammer. Uh, yeah. It was ironic that Hammer was in red, <laughs> and he went as well. Yeah. But it was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they've been playing with red shirts here." But it was yeah, it was a great episode very action-packed i really really enjoyed this one i agree what a great redesign as well i i said uh when we covered uh the first of the gorn episodes the um i forget the name of them now but the but when they were stuck in their ships that wonderful kind of wrath of khan homage mm. um there's a lot of homage going on in this series actually we've got you know we've got a lot of um kind of quite genre-based pieces we'll cover that um at some point, uh, not uh, stick around. In the next couple of months, we're going to be doing a retrospective uh, on Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. We're going to be having Una McCormack uh, come back. You might have seen her on this channel before. Uh, she did a great interview about her Star Trek Picard book. Um, so check, come, come back and visit us then, because uh, we'll have some good stuff. So we'll talk about that then, in terms of kind of wider themes. Um, but but yeah, the the Gorn. I think the use of the Gorn is the kind of the big bad here. Um, haven't seen episode ten yet, so I don't know they are a hundred percent the big bad. But um, as a big bad anyway, as kind of a Borg level threat, as it were, um, to them is such a great decision. And that redesign, you think of the, you think of the you know Shatner versus Gorn, that yes. iconic episode, and you think back to what that looks like, and then versus what we got here this this really you know scary looking tiny little thing i thought it was a really clever redesign because i can see that growing into that you can, can see, see the gorn in, in their little faces their little violent <laughs> faces you can in see there. you can see the gorn there it's uh yeah i I'm, i love the fact it sounded and like a predator and its vision was heat based or or something that looked like sure, heat based yeah. and then moved a bit like an alien it was on the ceiling and there were bits of like alien three in there there were bits of aliens there were definitely bits of predator one in there sure, and i was like sure. wow 
I mean, it burst like, out really... of people as well. You know, that, I mean, that yeah. it literally it, it laid your eggs in people and burst out. It, exactly. It, you know, yeah. In terms of homage, it's it's right there. It's right yeah. there, and you know, and and to be seen. But ah, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, scary. It's scary stuff. Like they, I love. I will always love watching the crew of any given Star Trek ship wandering around broken corridors because there's something so visceral about it. There's something so yep. intriguing about it. Um, one thing I don't understand, though, and I suspect this is a a callback to the original series in in one way or another. Why why is it that they feel the need to re redress the Enterprise set, duff it up a bit, and then pretend like it's an entirely different class of ship, even though it looks the same. And they're like, ah, yes, it's built from the same parts as the Constitution class. It's because it's a Constitution class, quite clearly. It's your ship. It's, it's your ship. Exactly. You know, it's, I guess, may, I don't know, maybe because they, they only ever really had the um, Constitution in the original series, I think may have been one or two others, but yeah. um, maybe that was just a, a reference to that. I don't know, but it just it just made me laugh you're looking at this in the, to the point where they they even in the promotional material for strange new worlds they had the shot of that thing that ship in the snow and everybody thought it was the enterprise because it looks yeah, so similar it looks Why like bother? the enterprise it's like the enterprise slightly skewed isn't it yeah the peregrine yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the Peregrine. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. And why why bother calling? Because they they called it a different class. It's not a Constitution class. It's just made of the same stuff. Oh, I don't know. I'm nitpicking about a very a great episode. There is no need for me to be harrowing on about this. I, I I was always fascinated that when you see another ship like another ship. Mm. So like, is it is it the Defiant in yeah. uh, Wrath of Khan? Yes. Like there's oh, one of those uh, somewhere else. Yeah. Some is it? I can't remember. I've seen that ship like three or four times over the franchises, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, look, it's that kind of ship." It's and the Miranda the... class, I think. That Miranda was class, that's one. it. Yeah. And you you see that? I mean, it, what was the um? We get, I, I don't want to get too nerdy because we'll, we'll just go down a rabbit hole. But like all all of the different classes of ships, like I like where you see them again and again, and to see it adapt. You know, an adapted version of one is like I found that quite interesting. Again, yeah, sure. super nerdy, but I was like, okay, I kind of like this. And there was a mm. few of the original Star Trek films where there was, you know, they, they it was the Enterprise C and the Enterprise D, and you know, it was sure. E when you got to the next uh, next generation. And films, you know, there, yeah. it, I, I, I like I like that. I kind of like that, and it's. I don't know. I, I got a little bit of that from this. I was like, oh, look, there's a similar ship to the Enterprise, but it's not quite the Enterprise. And I was like, really? Yeah. I was looking I at that more it. than I've looked at any any of the ships on this show. I was like, yeah. I that one. <laughs> I know. I, I, I liked it. Don't get me wrong, but I, I would have liked them to create a very much more different ship. You know, make, give me a Miranda class. If you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna do that, crash a Miranda <laughs> class in there. And that, that, that yeah. I'd be like, wow, that's so cool. You know, like the... Um, yeah, I th- I think it's that, and they, they but they called it kit bashing. I think in the and this will be you know here we here we go rabbit hole time. We're gonna yeah. like the um the I think it's ILM in the um for Wrath of Khan when they were doing that stuff. They created the Miranda class, I think, um because they just put together they just took apart a Constitution class and stuck it back together in a different way and put a thing on top mm. of it. 
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ta-da. You know, here, here yeah. you have Miraticlast. It's the same but different. The same sort of style aesthetic. And they did that a lot through um, Next Generation and and things like that. So I don't know. There's a grand there's a grand history of, uh, of kit bashing these ships. So I, I would like to see that. But that really doesn't matter. And I've got hung up on a really small detail there. The um, this This episode is is so great and the 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 wonderful homage to to kind of um those great those great uh kind of horror thriller science fiction um classics is so great but mm. how did you i mean d- tell me about your feelings when uh when poor poor blind um hammer disappears out into the snow i'm going outside I mean, it was it was of course very sad um and he i mean he threw himself off a cliff didn't he he throws yeah. himself off a cliff like yeah. there was no hiding that and it was like he i don't know it it i think it could have been sadder but he there was something very sweet about the way that he tried to make it easy for everyone yeah and give them something you know he was like i had a good life i had a good life this is the end of it goodbye and mm. it was it, it, you know I, I think that is part of his he was constantly talking about um well, as as in the eulogy that uh, he he'd always told Ortega not to dote on it and just get on with it, and this is a celebration of a life and not a mourning of one at a mm. funeral. And I was like, okay, I kind of get that, and I kind of get like the way he he sort of let everyone go, he let them let him go in a way, and I thought that yeah. was quite that was quite cool way of doing it, and. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of talk in, uh, I don't I don't know how to say it, like in I guess just in society about our fear of death at the moment, mm. um, in various circles uh, because yeah. of obviously facing a pandemic, and uh, so many conversations about like herd immunity and things like that, and all of a sudden death's in a different category, um, and I think uh, the conversations we had mainly in leftist environments like the Guardian, about how death used to be seen in an ancient way, that it wasn't necessarily something to be completely petrified of, that it is part of the life that you live. And I think that's where they were going with this. And I thought it was quite interesting. It felt really current. And there there was a few things that were really current in this that I don't don't know if they intended it to be, because there was the Uhura comes in and looks at the the con at the end. Um, And to have... I I mean, to have that happen now, um, right right now when we've just lost um, uh, Nichelle Nichols, like it was like wow, like how, yeah. how that did that wasn't supposed to have that meaning sure. in that episode, but it did. Mm-hmm. It had so like to hit she. It's like they they purposely did that, but they didn't. She she they walks couldn't. in and they're like. This is who Uhura taking the, the 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 her internal oath to become part of the Enterprise crew, and you look she looks down and he makes the the sonar noise and everything and she's smiling at the seat, 
and we lost Nichelle Nichols. And it's like, oh my yeah. God, like how like how did that happen? Like how yeah. does that happen? Like it, it just felt like poetry in motion in a way. It was it was a lovely, lovely yeah. moment. It was a beautiful tribute. And even though it wasn't a tribute, it can't have been a tribute. Like you say, this was done a long time ago. And you know, we we saw this episode in the UK um uh last week, uh, you know, whatever it was. And um and obviously came out in America in the States a long a while before. So it can't have been that. And yet how what more could you want from a from a tribute to such an important um actor and 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 person in in so many different ways it, it was very it was very 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 touching um and yeah i totally agree with you mm. the i i think that i think that the way hammer is it hammer or hammer 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 the way he the way he goes out was was understated and i think they could have played it for a deeper emotion i kind mm-hmm. of respect that they didn't I kind of respect the fact that they they chose to undercut it and underplay it um, and just to let him go out because I think that was his character. I think, you know, and his relationship with Uhura as well, you know, the the way that sort of um, plays together, the way they well, the way they work together, sorry, mm. um, and, you know, that sort of relationship they were just beginning to grow. I think it, it came very much out of nowhere. Um, lovely lovely the way you know he 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 steps out into the snow and says ah mm. the winds are like andoria you know they feel yeah. like andoria and then you have that right at the end there you know it's it's a it's a lovely it's a lovely bit of writing and really 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 touching to see that kind of cyclical you know kind of come back together but mm. i i res- i respect that they didn't play it for emotion i respect the fact that they let it be what it was uh, and they let mm. the character go out in the way that he um and i and i yeah i i respected that i liked that very much so yeah i i felt a little bit bad because in the moment it was happening where i did feel emotion for what was happening i was also thinking will season 2 have a montgomery scott in it <laughs> I was like, oh. okay, he's gone now. He's gone. We're going to get Scotty now. He's coming. It's not even quite gone have, yet. It's, it's not, it's even, not quite even quite out. gone. He's st- he still hasn't hit the bottom. <laughs> Scotty? I think, right, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we're going to get a Scotty. Like, it, it, That'll be cool. We, That'll we be might nice. not. I mean, series have done that before where it's like, you feel like, oh, here it comes. They're like, oh, no, 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 not yet. They're going to do something else first. There's some more stuff going, it, yeah. It would be nice to get Scotty come in because he's obviously been te- crewed up with Kirk for a long time. Kirk Jr. Um, when we get to the original series. series. Yeah. Um, and apparently Kirk is going to be in the second season, I, I think apparently I've read. So, that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the rumour. Um, but I mean, his dad... His dad's been a bit of a loose cannon. Yeah, just... his dad. His dad is also like yeah. what thirty years old. I don't, I really don't understand. Like his yeah, dad looks really young. I don't get it. I'm. Is that? It, it's definitely his dad, isn't it? It's definitely. Yeah, I think he could dad. be. I think the dad could be in the forties, and he's in Kirk's in his twenties, maybe. I don't know, but it's yeah, it's interesting. Um, and I'd like, I'd like to because they they haven't sold it as a a stone cold prequel to the original seas- mm. series even though it looks like it is it didn't feel like they were saying that it was no. like follow these guys it'll be cool yeah and yeah, i yeah. think i think they're going to direct it in that in that way sure. um uh, much like uh, i don't know if you saw better call soul how the first uh, few seasons were all about 
because it's a prequel to Breaking Bad, were just all about him. And eventually characters started to see, like, dripping in. You're like, oh, okay, it is, it's going to lead us right up to the start of Breaking mm. Bad. And I wonder if, well, I, actually, I say, I say it's not, they've not sold it as a prequel, but there's the whole uh, mortality of uh, Pike thing Pike, going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, but as far as, like, the rest of it's concerned, we haven't had a whole lot of, oh, that's what's, that's going to lead Spock into the original series or that's mm. going to lead such and such into there. And But I think they're probably going to go there. I think we're yeah. probably going to end up with all of the, if not most of, if not all of the crew as we get into the, like, the fifth season or something. Yeah. We've certainly um, got, we, they've started taking their places of who are looking at, as you, as you so, so well put that, the who are looking at her chair and, you know, mm. we've got room for Scotty now, potentially, if Kirk's coming in, then great. You know, they they are beginning to take the place of Spock, obviously, already on the bridge. And speaking of Spock, I want to touch on this. His um his kind of, uh, his whole business of looking at his human side and this arc that he's been experiencing through this series, I, I personally mm. think is pro- possibly the strongest arc in this series. I, I think it's been really, really well done. Um and really well put together. And how, but how do you feel about him, him kind of letting go and then not being able to put it back again? Um, it, it, it feels like it's the natural kind of way to go, but I, I, I'm not sure. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I thought, for me, it somehow felt like a mechanic to further uh, the relationship with Nurse Chapel. It it felt like he was going to lose control and kiss her. That's what they were trying to show in that last bit where there was, uh, she was trying to help him and he grabbed her, but she like, she didn't, you know, she she could have, I mean, he's a Vulcan. He's so strong, could kill her. She didn't run away. Like she stayed and she was like, okay, like, what is it? And, you know, that, that was quite interesting, but I don't know. We've seen episodes of Spock losing losing it before That's whether true. it's you know he's he's in heat or whatever <laughs> the vulcan he's in the, vulcan heat um, hung far, or, isn't it? Or something yeah like that. um or you know what 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 whatever it is we've seen him do that a number of times and i was like oh they're gonna do it again i mean we saw a lot with the tuvok in voyager yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know it, it it feels well trodden but it's a story that it's part of the culture, isn't it? That mm. they might lose, they might not be able to suppress anger and violence and things with logic for various reasons. Yeah. And as he said, it's it's quite terrifying when a Vulcan does that. That was part of his dialogue in this this episode, I think. Mm. And um, you know, it's it's interesting. It's not new, but I just wonder where they're going to go with it because there's only one episode left. Yeah, maybe maybe they're just trying to get him down with a trank gun or something. They're like, get him down, stun him. Like, <laughs> no Spock, <laughs> <Yeah>. no, <laughs> no, stop it, Spock. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think that the the interesting thing about this arc is that we're leading to um, we're leading to a place where he goes and does his um, uh, what is it called in the the mountain in on Vulcan where he purges his emotion. Um, yes, um, I, I forgot the, the name of it. He called, spoke yeah. about it the last couple of episodes, didn't he? Yeah, he did, and that's where we're going because obviously, when we when we meet Spock in um, the original series, he is a far more controlled and you know Vulcan presence, and then he finally um, does his. 
uh, mm. whatever it's called, um, when he went, I think in in uh, the motion picture possibly or something like that. I can't remember, but we see him do that, and then we see him do it later as well. So you know, and we know that that hasn't happened for him yet. So he's still able to explore these human sites. So I wonder. I think there's a tragedy element of this here where you you can have this potential relationship this potential and that is ultimately we know it's not going to happen for them you know we know it's not going to be you know fully realized um i mm. think there's a great tragedy in that which i think will be really interesting uh to see yeah well i i also wondered whether it was going to be a mechanic to get um uh cyborg in his oh, brother yeah. Because oh, yeah. he's completely renounced, right? So if Spock's having trouble, he might like try and sidle in and go, "Come on, let's go and cause a few bar fights yeah. or something." And you know, so the, it might That's be true, a way yeah. of getting him in, because obviously he was he was cool in the the, the films, but I, d- I don't know. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest film, was it? The, which one was he in the the Final Frontier? I can't. Uh, Undiscovered Country, maybe. Undiscovered Country. Can't, that was it. Yeah, it was that where, one. Uh, yeah, yeah. The one where he meets God. That's. <laughs> Yeah, where God. Go. What does yeah. God need with a starship? Yeah. Wasn't that the motion picture? I feel like that was that was um oh no, that was Vija, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, Vija. Yeah, Vija was the motion picture. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, so Cybok. Cybok? Cybok. Cybok, yeah. Cybok. I feel like that sounds that yeah. sounds right. Let's um, go so, with that. Yeah, so he was in um Undiscovered Country, wasn't he? And he was mm. you know, there was something fun about seeing that and the fact it was Spock's brother. And mm-hmm. I like they're gonna bring that in at some point, so maybe Maybe it's something to do with that. We don't, we don't really know yet. I mean, we've we've got one episode left to go. Um, we ha- actually before we get onto that, uh, Lahan Nunian Singh uh, is going off to quite abruptly, I'd say, going off to help this child um, do that. Yeah. She is not one of my favorite characters. I'm not. I'm not. I haven't warmed to her that much through this um, through this series. I do. I find her a little bit irritating, um, though. I think she has grown. And is far less, and I and I understand the reason for the fact that she's irritating. I get it, and it's a good mm. character thing. Um, how do you feel about her jetting off? I don't know. I I quite like. She's not easy to like at all, but that's part of her character. Not right? meant to be, she's yeah. she's prickly as anything. She's she's difficult to like, and that's mm. that's written in to her base code. It's like you have to be abrasive, and mm. you have to be hard to connect with. But the two or three episodes, two episodes, I think, where she comes out of that character. There's the one where they're doing the Enterprise bingo. Yeah, and there's oh, the one where great. she was yeah. was she the, in the in the episode eight was she a princess or something? She was with a little think, dog. Yeah. Like yeah. that was brilliant because there was su- such they contrasted her prickly demeanor so much. Yeah. I was I was yeah. wetting myself when she came on. She's like, oh. Oh my god, look at her. And you can yeah. see the actor's got quite a lot of range because she she's you didn't expect that to come out of her. You were like, oh, she's that prickly, you know, Noonian Singh character. But no, like she's you know, you can see there's some um uh she she's got some acting chops. And yeah. I, I wonder which I wonder which one she's more like. <laughs> I want which I one wonder. of these characters. <laughs> I recognise her from so I need I need to look her up probably. I haven't had an opportunity to to look her up, but I recognise her from some other bits and bobs. Um so it'd be interesting to see her see what she's doing in other in other 
in other stuff, as it were. Um, but no, yes. I, yeah, I, I like the I like her very much. I think she she plays the character brilliantly, um, and it's a it's a really well well put together performance. I think um, I just am not quite. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I'm just not quite there. I feel like the her exit from this episode was very quick. She just. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I all I want to do is fight the Gorn. That's all I want to do. I I really want to fight the Gorn. I I I want to kill them. Now I'm gonna go rescue this child. Can I go? Like it, yeah. it was. It was just. I I got. I get. I get it. I liked it. I I did wonder. I wonder if maybe the child had stuck around for an extra episode, something like that. You know, maybe just have a have an arc of her phasing out and coming to that decision gradually, rather than just kind yeah. of flipping out of it. Maybe, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Brad, we've got one episode left to go. Uh, yeah. What are your? Do you have predictions? Do you have theories? What do you think is going to happen? I think I'm going to miss it when it's done. I think you know it's. I, I really enjoy, as you say, the optimism of this 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 series, and I think we all need a bit of optimism. Sure. Um, like always, but particularly at the moment, it feels like uh, TV and film has taken a dark turn. Um, as it as it mirrors, you know the great unravelings that society goes through every, sure. every every cycle it goes through there there are there are some dark times and i don't know it's very refreshing to to have something do its own thing and you know of course it's not entirely its own thing it's sure. it, I mean, one of the best known tv shows ever made by but definition um, it is entirely derivative yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yes, that's what i'm trying to say it's very yeah. derivative <laughs> but it's um it is t- tonally. I think there's something quite special about this show. I'm going to miss it when it's gone. I think there's going to be a massive cliffhanger because they've already lined up season two. Yeah. Um, they're not going to. It's the, it's Paramount's launch show. I don't think there was anything else like it's the it's the launch show. This is the House of Cards for Netflix kind of thing. Sure. It is a yeah, yeah. big old show, and they're going to do some more. Like they're not going to cancel. Star Trek. I mean, there's only one being cancelled, and that was that was four yeah. or five years in. You know, yeah, it's exactly, it's yeah. not. They're not going to cancel it. They're going to keep going, and they're going to have a big old uh, cliffhanger at the end. There might be deaths. I don't know because we had a lot in this episode nine. Yeah. Um. They'll Tough probably be. We'll, we'll go. I I predict we'll go full circle back to episode one with um Pike dealing with his future. Um, and we might get a bit more of Number One's hidden story, but I, I think I think we'll be revisiting a few things, yeah, and then something will happen, and no one expects, and it'll blow everything out of the water, and we'll go, oh, okay, I watch season two then. Yeah, that's oh, what oh, I okay. that's what I do oh, if okay. I wrote it. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I I reckon we've got I reckon we've got Gorn. I reckon we're gonna have. Um, I reckon we're going to have the pirate captain back. I think maybe some Cybok, uh, Spock's brother. I think it depends on how much they decide they want to clean up at the end mm. of the series or how much they want to leave hanging. Um, I, I think for sure. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I'm saying that now and I, I'm not I'm not sure. I, I, I think. I think we're going to see pirate captain again. I have a feeling about that because she she doesn't feel like a she she feels like she might be the bane of someone's life for a while but she's more of an irritation and i feel like mm. se- season 1 finale you want an irritation 
to come back and kind of uh, do something, maybe save the yeah. Gorm as the big bad for next series. I don't know, but I totally agree with you. This is um, this is my favorite Star Trek series so far. If this mm. if series ten sticks the landing, this is but this is hands down my favorite Star Trek series of all yeah. of them. And I and I don't I, think they'll let us down. I don't think they'll let us down. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's it's too it's been too well thought out up to this point. I and I you know what I want to go and hang out in uh, Captain Pike's quarters and like sit there and watch his like weird open fire like and he, and he is <laughs> what is he, he burning is, in there? Because God knows he hasn't got trees in space. Like what's he no. what's he got in there? Is that like a hologram of a fire? Like what's going on in that? Yeah, it probably is a hologram of a fire. I can't imagine you'd be allowed an open fireplace on a on a spacefaring on a compressed. Thing vessel yeah, yeah, <laughs> in a vacuum yeah, what's he yeah, thinking yeah. jesus what are you doing so irresponsible <laughs> captain for goodness sake oh man no i i i will i i saw someone write i i forget who said it um but i in in what place it was an article i just scrolled past but someone said when this finished in in america um they said i'm already homesick for strange new worlds and mm. I understand that. I get it. I'm already. I am already homesick for Strange New Worlds. It's not even finished yet. Like the, I, I feel that there is that sense of um, homeliness to it. It's very, it's very warm. It's very uh, inviting as a, as a, as a series tonally characters. And I'm gonna miss it when it's uh, when it's not around anymore. I'm gonna want it to come yeah. back like as soon as possible. So stop making everything else, please, Paramount Plus, and just give us more Strange New Worlds. That'd be great. Um, yeah, yeah. Do, do what do what Marcus said. Yeah, <laughs> or else. I'm not threatening though. We're nice people. I don't know. Whatever. No, cancel your subscription, Marcus. Jesus. No, I don't want to do more Strange New Worlds. <laughs> nice one, Brad. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's it's great. It's great to have you back. Um, uh, here here back. at the at the helm of um of our little starship enterprise that we have uh, between the two of us here. Um, I don't know if you're the. I I mean the helm. I, I don't know. There's a confused metaphor in there somewhere, but we're gonna <laughs> we'll leave it for now. Um, if you guys enjoyed that, then you can uh, double back and have a look at some of our older episodes of Star Trek. Um, we will continue to cover these things, but as and when they come out, uh, we've got episode ten obviously next week that will uh, that will come out as well. We'll cover that. Uh, and as I mentioned before, we're going to have a great conversation with Una McCormack coming at some point in the future. Um, go read her books; they're really, really good. A load of great stuff on uh, Deep Space Nine uh, and some great stuff on Garrick. So yeah, if you like Garrick, then go check out Una McCormack's books; they're really, really good. Um, so yeah, cheers, man. Until next time, we'll uh, we'll see you guys later. Bye bye. Let's <laughs> go.